Okay, praise the Lord. All right, uh, we continue with where we stopped last week. Still dealing with the issue of intercession. There is part two in our progression of this. Uh, we try to start to define, like we did last week, so let's look at the book of Isaiah 59. And uh, it's like a recap of the definition that I gave last week. And it says, and he saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no intercessor. Therefore, his arm brought salvation unto him and his righteousness. He sustained him. We gave the definition to mean intercessors, paga, means to come between, uh, between two, cause to entreat, to fall upon, to make intercession, to intercede, and so on. And like we said in English, it simply means the act of intervening as to mediate a dispute. If there's a prayer to God on behalf of another person, it's actually a prayer. That's what I said last week. So don't you forget the simple definition of intercession is to come between two, is to mediate. Uh, two persons are maybe not in agreement and the matter come between them to settle the dispute is an intercessor. Amen? Is that okay? Okay, the next thing we have there is, uh, turn with me to the book of Jeremiah, uh, chapter 5. Let's look at this. The man that comes between two people. And basically, like I said, now the man that is coming between two, basically one is saying, please forgive the other. Is that all right? And then reconcile, stop this quarrel, and so on and so forth. That's it. Now, when we get down to Jeremiah chapter 5, verse 1, the Bible says, Run up and down every street in Jerusalem, says the Lord. Look high and low. Search throughout the city. If you can find even one just and honest person, I will not destroy the city. This from the Living Bible anyway. Move around. Now, the man that is doing this is an intercessor. By implication, God is supposed to have the city destroyed. But somebody, hey, help me Lord. I'm going to make you see something. You see, those of us who claim to be intercessors in the nation, we are actually the one pulling down God's judgment in the nation. I'll make you see that as we progress. Because you see, the more you report the evil of a nation, the more God's anger rules or rises. And sometimes we look at them and say, oh, our country is full of witches, our country is full of that. Anyway, let me not just so you follow this? God is saying, run up and down. He's speaking. I want somebody to do that for me. In other words, go and search out. Just try to see if you can find just one honest person. Run around and see. Don't look for the evil ones. Look for the good ones. And give me a feedback. That this is what I see in the city. That alone will stay my anger. So the man that goes out through the city looking for the just one man is an intercessor. Are you done with me? That is the intercessor. You see, the Bible says when your eyes be evil, your whole body shall be full of what? Darkness. We, 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 I don't understand those of us who claim 
even with the nations and the countries to be intercessors, they don't know exactly with what eyes they are seeing the people. And I don't know if that is the way the Lord equally looks at people. So look at this scripture. I think it's strong enough for you to understand what I mean. Run up and down every street in Jerusalem, says the Lord. Look high and low at whatever level. I can say, look into the ministry structure. Look into the government structure. Look at those who are not. Look at the rich. Look at the poor. Just find out from among these people if there is one that is a just man. Let me know. I will not destroy the city. Can I hear an amen to that? So I want you to take this because to me it's very important. Okay, I have this to say on that verse. The calamity that comes to us and our cities, sometimes it's not because the devil is stronger, but because there are no intercessors who can give accurate report of the citizenry. I don't know if you follow what I said there. Listen again. The calamity that comes to us and our cities, sometimes it's not because the devil is stronger, but because there are no intersexors who can give accurate reports about the people. Did you get that? We see more of evil people than godly ones. And God works on our report. The same with what happened to Abraham over Sodom and Gomorrah. Can you remember that? Hey, are you there with me? I'm going to make you see. Because you see, when you read the scripture, I find that, I mean, the Bible tells us that Saul's soul was vexed. Fine. <laughs> when we come to that place, we'll discover. But look at this. Look at what I've just said here. That means an intercessor who gives a godly report, even if it is one man or two men, averts the anger of God. Principle of intercessors. Instead of being an avenger, you become an avatar. Are you there? Are you following what I'm saying at all? Going by Jeremiah 5. Let one man just run through the city. Look into the low and the high. And come and give me a report. If you can find one man. I will not destroy the city. Now the problem I've said is this. Sometimes judgment comes. People sometimes. Oh this is God's judgment. An earthquake. This is God's judgment. Flood. Why is the judgment coming? Because there was no report from anyone to God as to the fact that even this judgment that is coming can destroy even the righteous one. Hallelujah. This is why we, if we really have to become intercessors, men, we have to go beyond what we think intercessor is all about. Because we're talking about saving the whole nation. We're talking about saving the whole city. What is your report? Where is your book? What, what have you been able to find and say, hey, this man is righteous. You can recommend that man to God. So I repeat, the calamity that come to us, the troubles, the problems, call them earthquake, call them tsunamis. If you think that is God's judgment, that comes from us, it's not because the devil is stronger, but because there are no accurate report from intercessors on behalf of such people to God. And God works on our reports. Is that I going to approve the report of anger? Because there are two reports you can give. You can give a just report. You can give a condemnation report. And I'm going to make you see how you give a condemnation report that makes God's anger to fall upon nations. Hallelujah. So one of the major principles is as an intercessor, you save a nation by averting the wrath of God. Number two, 
Intercessor restore the social order of the people. Intercessors restore the social order of the people. Now, I'm going to look at Ezekiel 22, verse 29 to 30. Look at what it says. The people of the land have used oppression and exercised robbery and have vexed the poor and needy, yet they have oppressed the stranger, the stranger wrongfully. And I sought for a man among them that should make up the edge and stand at the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy, but I found none. Okay, just go down to the next. Uh, let's get another translation that you see this. The leaders are like wolves who tear apart their victims. They actually destroy people's life for money. Are you getting that? And your prophets cover up for them by announcing false visions and making lying predictions. <laughs> they say, my message is from the, the sovereign Lord. When the Lord hasn't spoken a single word to them, even common people oppress the poor, rob the needy, and deprive foreigners of what? Of justice. Still move down a little bit. So I look for someone. Now, can you see? You, you're getting the whole thing from the top there. So I look for someone whom I rebuild the wall of righteousness that guides the land. I search for someone to stand in the gap in the wall so I wouldn't have to destroy the land, but I find no one. So now I will pour out my fury on them, consuming them with the fury of my anger. I will heap on their heads the full penalty for their sins. I, the sovereign Lord, have spoken this. Why is God doing that? Because there are social ills in the society from what we read from the top. The top, the, the rich are oppressing the poor. There is robbery in the land. Name it. All manner of vices are going on. But God is saying, I wish I can find an intercessor who can stand at the gap between me and these people and the society to restore order. By implication, there are intercessory prayers you offer that restore the minds of people from getting out of the things they are doing to bring the anger of God upon the land. You can go back to the top and see what I mean by that. Get back a little bit and see that. Look at that. No. Say your leaders. Down again. Down, down. Okay. No, man. Okay, now, you see, I'm talking about Ezekiel 22 now. Okay? Ezekiel 22 is what I'm talking about. The next page, please. Your leaders are like wolves who tear apart their victims. Now, who are the victims that are being, that are being torn apart? The common people. Did you get that? They actually destroy people's lives for money. Is that true or not? And your prophet cover up for them by announcing false visions and making lying predictions. Is that true or not? So it's both political and religious. They say my message from the sovereign Lord when the Lord had not spoken a single word to them. Even common people oppress the poor, rob the needy and deprive foreigners of justice. This is completely accurate about what we see today. But it takes the intercessor. Because these things you see releases the anger of God upon such people or nation. But God is saying, I wish I can find an intercessor. The same man that can run through the city searching the low and the high 
to find one man, Jeremiah 5, that can bring a report back to God and say, hey, God, I could find this man is righteous. God is saying I can have that. And that also means, just like I said, your intercessory work restores social order to a nation. It is not that there are no robbery. We are not saying that. It is not that people are not being oppressed. It is not that even strangers are not properly welcome among us. I'm not saying that. All those things can be, but the intercessor can assist to restore order. And that simply means you can control the mind of people from behind the scene. To think differently. To drop some of the vices and evils. They are, they are good in practicing or they want to practice. You can turn their mind away. Through intercessory prayer. So it's not just a matter of, oh help me Lord. It's not just a matter of you praying for some money, you praying for, you know. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you there with me? It goes beyond, you see, it's, it's, it's in various faces and it's large, if I may use the word. So you find that intercessory work is, is, is moving from your family down to the city, from the church, every segment of the society, government. Now, why do you think the Bible says pray for those in authority? Because you see, if the man in authority, the president for instance, is not doing well, it affects you who is being led. If corruption is in the heart of the leaders and it can't be restored, then corruption will definitely drain the society of its life and potentials. Let me give you a typical example. If you look at the book of Luke, you're going to find that it was Herod that God used to fulfill the prophecy of the birth of Jesus. He was not a believer. He asked me how. Listen to this. The prophecy was said also that he, Jesus was going to be born in Bethlehem. But Mary Magdalene and Joseph were as a that time not in Bethlehem. And so when Herod said, let everybody go and pay tax in his own community, Mary and Joseph had to go to Bethlehem so that they can pay their taxes there. And Jesus was born. So he took a natural king to fulfill the prophecy of the birth of Jesus. Did you get that? That is why he discovered it. He said, pray for those in authority. It doesn't matter. Pray for them because you see, if he said the heart of the king is in the house of the Lord, it means he could turn it. It is what you recommend that it does to the heart of the king. And if the king rules well with peace, then you are going to have peace. So don't think that, oh, if you look at the book of Romans, Romans 13, he even said the natural rulers, they are ministers of God. Did he say so? That's why I said pay your tax. Say so they are ministers. God allowed them a considered power, a considered authority. He allowed them to function in that capacity for him. Because I happen to repeat it again, without a herald, the prophecy of the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem of Judah would not have been fulfilled. Because tell me, even if a prophet have risen and say, hey, Mary, go to Bethlehem. For what? And the king have not ordered. But when the king ordered, everybody obeyed. Did you get the difference? 
Everybody obeyed. Joseph had to saddle this ass. Oh, come on, let's go. Wife pregnant and they are rolling on with the donkey, whatever it is. And they got there and baby Jesus came out. Herod was a prophet that made the prophecies come to be. <laughs> Glory to God. Did you get what I'm talking about? God can use anybody. So, we have all the social order, social ears in the society. What is your role as the intercessor is to pray. To change the social order. You are not called to complain about the social order. You are asked to change the social order. Can I hear an amen to that? That's the role of the intercessor. You see, I'm going to see you, make you see the danger. Some of the problems we are passing through, they are caused by those who are interceding for the land. And I'm going to make you see that in the course of this study right now. If you go to Jeremiah 27 verse 8, said before there is such order. Jeremiah 27 verse 8. If they really are prophets and speak the Lord's message, let them pray to the Lord of heaven's army. Let them pray that the articles remaining in the lost temple and in the king's palace and the palaces of Jerusalem will not be carried away to Babylon. Amen? Let me show you something. Meaning, <clears throat> are you there with me? If we have men who can pray for the church in his will, we will have less of backsliders. Because vessels here equal the sons in the house of the Lord. Are we not vessels of honor in the house of God? Fine. That's just the main thing. Now, you see, the corresponding scripture here is Hebrews Hebrew 7 verse 25. Bible, wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. That means when your salvation comes through Christ, you are guaranteed to have continual salvation. Am I right, somebody? Why? Because he is interceding that you never backslide. So if we have intercessors, if there be a prophet who can intercede, let us see why do we have more backsliders in the church? Because we do not have intercessors. And this is hard. But that is the truth. If you understand basically that, you are functioning as a high priest. Did I say that in the beginning? As an intercessor. Jesus can save you to the ultimate. No aspect of you can be missing. Amen. <laughs> he saves to the ultimate. Is that okay? Even so, he said, if there be prophets, Jeremiah 27 verse 8, if there be prophets, let them pray so that the remaining articles in the house of the Lord will not be taken toward to Babylon. So I said, intercessors prevent backsliding. Is that okay? Okay. Alright. Now let's get to the next thing. Just like I said. Go up. Intercessors prevent backsliding. We've already said this before. Okay, praise the Lord. I think I should... Yeah, okay, that's all right. Now, you move down to what we just said now in the book of Jeremiah. Remember that? Jeremiah 27 and then Hebrews 7, 25. 27 verse 8, Hebrews 7, 25 speaks of backs, I mean, uh, 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 intercessors preventing backsliding in the church. Is that okay? Okay. Go down to Romans 11 verse 2. Romans 11 verse 2. Hallelujah. 
It says, God have not. Are we there in Romans 11 verse 2? Praise the living God. Turn your Bible to Romans 11 verse 2. It says, God had not cast away his people, which he foreknew. Will you know what the scripture said of Elijah? How he maketh intercession to God against Israel, saying, Hallelujah. Now, he came and said, I am alone. Is that okay? But what I want you to note there is the word intercession against Israel. Hallelujah. Did you get that? I just wanted to know this because it's very crucial to us. God has not cast away his people which he foreknew. Would you hear what the scripture said of Elias, how he make it intercession to God against Israel, saying, if you read up, you see, understand. He was saying, hey, I'm alone. Every one of them are gone into idolatry. Is that okay? Now, by implication, what he was telling God, say, listen to me, God, destroy these people. Is that all right? Come on, are you following what I'm saying here? He was simply saying, hey, destroy these people. I am alone. I am the only righteous man. All of them are living in evil. They've gone into idolatry. They're worshiping idol. I'm the only one worshiping you. So what are you supposed to do, God? It's like say, let me remind you. You said it in your word that when your people go into idolatry, you're going to destroy them. What are you still waiting for? And God said, no, but I've reserved to myself. Is that okay? <laughs> you are not seen as I'm seen. Now, what's the meaning? You are not asked to complain about the people's way of life or feel better than them. But to do what? <laughs> I want you to know this. We, you see, we have people whose eyes are more on the evils of the society. Am I talking to someone here? Intercessors see more evils. That's why they're always capturing principalities and powers, devils. And <laughs> You're not asked to complain about the, the ways of the people. See, look at, now can you picture how powerful the ministry of Elijah is, but God rejected and rebuked him. That is the same man, the Bible says, Elijah is subject like unto a man, like unto us, he prayed and there was no rain. Can you remember that? He prayed there was no rain, but when he prayed for people to die, what did God do? I refuse. There are some prayers that cannot ascend. <laughs> Is that all right? You are not asked to complain about the people's way of life or feel better than them, but to do what? To pray. God rejected the prayers of Elijah with all his prophetic mind for complaining and praying against Israel. We can see the difference here between Elijah and Moses, who stood to plead to God on behalf of the people despite their sins. Did you get a difference? The people sins. Not that they did not sin, they sinned. And God said, hey, Moses, I'm going to raise another nation for you. Moses said, now, if you won't let these people free, blot my name out of your book which you have written. <laughs> and I'm going to make you see that maybe next week as we continue with the study. That shows that an intercessor is somebody who must associate himself with the weakness of other people. It's a primary thing you must understand. Principle of association and identification. When he say blood my name, in other words, if you are killing them, kill me too. 
see intercessors today will complain and project more the evils in the land. Am I, am I right? We have a catalog of evils. Catalog of evils that we read about what people are doing. Oh God, see the land. Oh God, see the land. Oh God, see robbery. Oh God, see. Yeah, friend. Do you think God is not seeing before you start reminding him? He's seeing. That's not what he's looking for. He's only trying to say, tell me what you want me to do. Because, like I told you before, he has already given the art to men to govern. And it does not interfere in the authority that has given to you as far as the earth is concerned. He seeks your opinion. So instead of complaining, why not you tell him your opinion about the land? Will Nigeria, for instance, survive? Do you believe as an intercessor that this country can survive? Will you, will you pray or intercede based on the newspaper reports? Is that what influences your prayer? Now, do you pray because of men that are throwing bombs and God should throw bombs in their homes? Is that your prayer life? Is that the way you pray? No, I don't know. <laughs> Intercessors, you have another spirit. Can I hear an amen to that? You don't have the spirit that everybody is having because you are a high priest. You are a high priest. If there is, if there is an aspect of an intercessor that is so strong is the spirit of compassion. And knowing that these people, they are ignorant, they are walking out of the way. Hebrews chapter 5. Is that okay? Are you following this? So please, I want you to know that it's very crucial. Very important you understand what I'm saying about this. Moses was praying, God, if you can't save these people, blot my name out. They sinned. They committed idolatry. They did everything. God in care for the case may be. Murmured against God. And God said, hey, I have opportunity to wipe them up. I'm going to raise another nation for you, Moses. That would have been a good one. Raise a nature of righteous people. Moses said, no, I still believe in these people. There is something in them. I'm not giving them up. That's intercession. But here is Elijah who just came in and said, Hey, God, can't you see these people? You're still wasting time? Wipe them out. I was wondering, God never promised Elijah a nation. But he promised Moses a nation. I mean, I want you to see, that tells you something, gifting doesn't really make your personality. Can I hear an amen to that? Giftings. Doesn't make the personality of a man. As powerful as Elijah is. That's why I find the same thing. Even Elisha could ask, ask, ask the dears to consume children. No single compassion. But they were prophetic with signs and wonders. But they don't have the spirit of Christ. They have the might. <laughs> but the reconciliatory spirit. The, 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 the forgiveness spirit. The compassionate spirit. That... A man of God, in quote, is supposed to have the lactate. But they had all these signs and wonders following. Elijah multiplied even the one Elijah did. But he ate up about 42 children. Just because they say he has a boy. Why can't he simply just laugh over them? Just smile and tell them, you're going to grow up one day as old as myself and you're going to have a boy too. Because that's old age. Why can't he just come up with something funny? Call the deer and then they eat them up. 
They never have the personality of the Christ spirit that we're talking about. Moses, the meekest man on the face of the earth. What is that supposed to mean? It simply means the means of oppression, antagonism, frustration, you could still pardon people. That's what meekness really means. Meekness is not just you are gentle. Moses wasn't a gentleman like that. He was also a warrior. Are you still there with me? But his humility is defined on the ground that the, the terribly dull, they so much offended him and he could still plead on their behalf. He was a meek and a gentleman. So meekness and gentleness is not like you are. Huh? <laughs> Glory to God. You don't even talk at all. It's a very meek. That's not meekness because you don't talk, but you can do something bad. You can hate people. You can hold them in, in, in your heart. You can, you can come to the place where their names are written in one particular book. And that book cannot be torn by anybody. Glory to God. Okay, let's move on progressively to Genesis chapter 18. And I will look at the scripture there. I'm going to make you see now. And the Lord said, now this has to do with Abraham. And then we're going to look at the case of Lot. And the Lord said, because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great and because their sin is very grievous, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it which is come unto me and if not, I will know. Now, uh, <laughs> hallelujah. Okay, let me see, read this. Genesis 19, 12 to 13. Are we there? And the men said unto Lot, who are these men? Have I here any betide, son-in-law, and the sons and the daughters, and whatever the heart in the city, bring them out of this place. For we will destroy this place, because the cry of them is waxing great before the face of the Lord. And the Lord has sent us to destroy it. Now the question is, how did God hear the cry? Who were the people crying? Were there the people sinning? It was righteous and his family. I mean, Lot and his family that were crying. Because if the whole people were sinning, they were enjoying their sin. So how did they cry God up to God? It was Lot and his family. They brought the wrath of God to Sodom and Gomorrah. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> Glory to God. Come on, can you get what I'm talking about? Who is the petitioner here? It was Lot. Now, look at the scripture. He said, in, in Second Peter 2. Is that okay? 7 to 8. And deliver just Lord vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. 8. For that righteous man. In quotes. Dwelling among them in sin and hearing. Vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deed. What is the meaning of that? So now was, oh, righteous, the righteous man. Fine. <laughs> But who was the one crying to God? It was Lot and his people. And the distress came and said, we want to verify if this cry is true. Now, just like I said, every other person was enjoying their lifestyle. Only Lot and his people felt this was bad. But the important thing is they did nothing to change the situation. Anger is not the answer. It's not the solution. They were angry, fine. They felt just so fine. They didn't like what was happening, fine. Okay, agreed. There was that the solution. Instead, they started petitioning to God. Just like Elijah did 
I want to put it before you today that the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah came because of Lot and his family. The more you proclaim the evils of the land, the more the anger of God comes down. Because God is waiting to get a report. Can you remember what we read in Jeremiah chapter 5? What report does intercessors give to God? That's what I'm saying. You go to intercessory prayers in this country, you're going to see a list of evils in the land, robbery, this, 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 this. They just catalog all of those things. Song by even going and say, God kill all the robbers. God do this. God do that. I think that is what you are called to do as an intercessor. Man, search the book. Glory to God. So the cry and complaint of Lot brought the anger of God into Sodom and Gomorrah. I mean, that is my own discovery. I'm not saying somebody preached it to me. But he said, the cry of this city, nobody was crying. Only one family was crying. If not even one man. And that tells you how powerful your cry can be. God, one of you. How many persons were in the household of Lot as compared to the whole city? But a cry of that one man ascended and pulled God down to send people to go and investigate whether it be true what they are hearing from the mouth of Lot. That means one righteous man's report can affect and influence a drastic change in the whole city. Oh, come on, can I hear an amen to that? Depend on the report you give. One righteous man, the Bible really said, yes, Lot was righteous. Did he say so? As compared to the people in the city, he was a righteous man. So one righteous man cry before God can produce results. Here is this one Lot talking about the city where he's living and God have to disperse messengers. Go and investigate. And if what Lot is saying about the city is true, destroy it. <laughs> Glory to God. Okay, so now. Now God have to look for a condition. So why did he, why did Lord not produce at least five people like himself in Sodom? Why did he not? He was a righteous man. The only righteous man. What did he do? A whole city was involved in the life that he's describing. He couldn't make a single change of one man. We are not told another family joined him. Complaining, talking about the evils of the land. Not one family outside of his family joined him to be a righteous family that was saved. Look at Rahab. Hmm? Could get someone, his relations, everybody, they were saved at least. Look at Rahab and compare. Yet, 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 we are describing him as a righteous man. Fine, he was righteous. But what did you do with your righteousness? You only saw evil with your righteous eyes. <laughs> a holier than thou attitude. You only saw evil. Lot was only seeing evil because he was so righteous. He was comparing that with himself. He couldn't save a single soul. No other family was saved in the land. <laughs> I pray intercessors will understand what we are talking about. I pray the church of Jesus Christ today will come to this understanding that what we do in terms of intercessory work amounts to nothing. Because we are unable to save 
the vessels in the house of God. They are going back into the street and even those in the street will complain to God and God is bringing judgment upon the land and you are talking about end time. Okay, that was end time for Sodom and Gomorrah. So who caused the end time? Lot. Hallelujah. He only gave himself to complaining and crying to God. He had a self-righteousness mentality. He could not reproduce his righteousness. He just 10 people in the whole city. That is why the city was destroyed. Just get on a little bit. Let me show you what I mean now. Hallelujah. Hmm? In Genesis 18, verse 32. Who is speaking here? Abraham. Hmm? When Abraham was speaking, the Bible says, after he had started counting and counting and counting, he came to this and he said, Oh, let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak yet but this once. Peradventure, ten shall be found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for ten's sake. I've said that here once before. Why was Sodom destroyed? Because they couldn't find ten righteous people. It was not because of the sin of Sodom and Gomorrah it was destroying the true sins. It was because they couldn't find ten righteous people in the land. That is why God had to do what? God had to destroy it. Hallelujah. Did you get what I mean? That is why God had to destroy it. They couldn't find ten righteous people. Ten. But here was this man crying. The Bible calls him a righteous man. Can you picture a righteous man living in a city for I don't know how many years he lived there. He couldn't get 10 people converted like him. He couldn't get 10 people, just 10 people converted like unto himself. So that perhaps, okay, let us even assume because plus him will have been 10 maybe and the daughters. How many daughters will they have in there? Okay. I don't know where the wife is not. Okay, plus the wife. So they were supposed to be four. Huh? Okay. So we're looking for just about six. Okay. Assume they are not recorded. Okay, so we say four. So we're looking for just about six more. Now, a whole four people living in a city for those number of years, grown-up people, not children, could not convert six other people to join them as believers. I mean, can you picture that? Does that speak of your state too? In your environment, in the city that we're living in. But rather, we give our attention to speaking about the evils of the people. Hanging ourselves somewhere because we only must go to heaven. In quotes. And all we need to do with our checklist of the evils, we always present it to God. God, come and see your people that you created. <laughs> Look at, look at this country. You said Nigeria. You created Nigeria too. Look at the country. You created America. Look at the country. Look at, look at what they are doing. That is the lost spirit. That's the lost message. The lost message is to present the evils of the people before God. And God comes and sends dispatch ministering spirit to say, go and watch and see if what Lord is saying is the truth. So when you go into intercessory prayer and begin to recount the evils of the people, instead of helping the situation, God sends a dispatch ministering spirit. Destruction. And so people of God, we shouldn't be surprised that I gave you a story of a lady 
who God sent to a particular city because tornado was about coming. Remember that? One woman. Were they not sinners in that city? All manner of things were going on right there. But here was this woman that came into the city for about a week, all alone, seeking the face of the Lord because the Lord asked her to go there. And here was this tornado coming in and the Lord said, you look out the window there and say, come on. What did you see? This is why I sent you. Can you speak to that wind to seize? I wish you can really have intercessors. <laughs> Who can see and hear and do the will of God because God is depending on them. May we not be like Lord's people. Counting the evils of the people all the days of our life. We are just bringing the wrath of God upon the land. If we can lift up our voices today by this country to search instead of counting the evil, why not you mention the people you know who you know they are walking in righteousness? Like I say, if you can find 10. So I wish, I wish it was possible that Abraham could remember one, two, three, up to six of them and say, what about James? What about John? What about Andrew? What about Peter? God, remember these people. Is that okay? God will say, oh, you have such people there? Say yes. Together with Lord, who is crying to me every day? Say yes. Okay, Sodom can stay. Because there is hope that those ten people that come living, that will live near the whole lump. There is an advancement of God kingdom to the righteous spirit that is in our lives. It means wherever we go, we're supposed to influence and change the social structure. Our lives can become an intercessory work because through us, men will come unto the Lord and live their evil ways and live the right ways. So can we please stop complaining about people's life and talk more about God's life? Can we come to the place and speak more about the people we know that are living the life of God? Can we present them before God? Can't we think that God will bring God's mercy and righteousness upon the nation? Can't we see that God will begin to look and prosper that community? Can't we see that God will have to have hope in that city? Because if God have been able to see this from the life of Lord and his people, God will say there is hope for Sodom. Did you understand that? When God is saying, wiping, what he's trying to say, I don't want this pollution to continue and to spread. That's why he said, wipe it out. I don't want this lifestyle to continue to spread. So wipe it out. Let me read another city. But God is trying to tell us tonight, if we can stand in our place and see 10, 15, 20 people in this country, God can say there is hope. And Nigeria as a nation will stay. Praise the Lord.